Hello, this is Coming to the Mat, podcast from the Melanesian Women Today Impact Service Series. Told through the lens of everyday, ordinary Pacific Island women, the Mat series seeks to break cultural barriers and invite listeners to hear real human stories of making a difference. The stories you will hear from the series balance diverse interests and weave together the story of courageous women who dedicate their lives to making a difference in their communities and country. Coming to the Mat series is a safe space that allows for women in the Pacific to use their voices. It also explores the integral aspects of women's lives all across the South Pacific and gives the listener a window into the many different issues women face through storytelling. Welcome to Coming to the Mat. I want to thank you for tuning in and joining me today on Coming to the Mat. This is a place where we welcome all visitors, kin listeners and learners from around the globe to come and take this sit on the mat with us, where we bring you stories of everyday, ordinary Pacific Island women who are making a difference in their own lives, communities and countries, respectively. I am Dr. Mere Tarisovic, your host. This is episode 17. For this episode, we are going to revisit one of our popular stories of 2021. On Coming to the Mat, we believe in being good stewards of the stories that are told here because as Pacific Island people, our stories, our direct links and our stories are linked to our ancestors. They're linked through our stories, the stories we tell, and the stories that are entrusted, that we are entrusted with, that are also passed down to us by our ancestors. It is our role to pass those stories on to the next generation. Our stories connect us back to our people, our land, ocean, and the place of our being. Our stories depict our values and our cultural beliefs. Now our common thread of unification in the Pacific is the culture of storytelling which provides a fundamental means of perpetuating cultural knowledge across generations and a space and gives a space for cultural expressions and creativity in how we view the world through many different lens and one of that is artistic avenues. So today on our oceanic travel destination, we will, we will go to French Polynesia where we will say Yorana to our special guest who is joining us on Coming to the Mat from Papiete, the French or the capital of French Polynesia in Tahiti. Now, French Polynesia is a collection of 118 
islands altogether, covering a vast area of the southeastern part of the Pacific Ocean, just about the size of Europe, divided among five archipelagos. The group of 818 islands and atolls are geographically scattered over an area of more than 4,500 square kilometers. They are overseers collectively of France with partial autonomy. French Polynesia includes the islands that include included in this archipelagos are the Volcanic Society Islands, also known as the islands or under the wind in the west and wind islands in the east with the well-known island of Tahiti, the Gambia Islands, the Tomoto Archipelago, which is the largest chain of atolls in the world with a length of about 1,570 kilometers, the Marquesas Islands, the Austral Islands. Tahiti has a long and rich history. The islands were first settled by migrating Polynesians, we know that, around about 500 BC. They were later discovered by European explorers during the 16th century and eventually colonized by France as we know it today. Now officially known as French Polynesia, Tahiti is an autonomous overseas country of French Republic. French Polynesia has a population of 280,000 904 inhabitants and the capital is Papiete on Tahiti Island and the official language are French and Tahitian and other Polynesian languages as well and English is used as well in especially in shops and hotels and restaurants and offices. So with that let's welcome our guest Miss Miriam Bono on the show today. We are going to talk about stories all about stories and we're going to start with her work as a painter an artist an architect and her work as a film documentarian for social change or for social impact and the director of the museum of tahiti and the islands in french polynesia so she does have a lot on her plate she has an incredible list of accomplishments and one of them apart from all of the things that she does is that she was awarded in 2018 was awarded an ordinary national merit from the french president we are also going to discuss on the podcast today two of her own podcasts that was produced with the help of her husband who is an environmentalist we're also going to talk about how those two podcasts came about for her not just as an artist but also as a mother and her love for preserving her Tahitian for her love for preserving her Tahitian culture and passing on those oral traditions to the next generation. Her passion for learning about her culture and learning about who she is as a Tahitian woman and that how she devotes her life and work and time to make this possible. Now the first podcast was produced towards was produced towards the end of 2019 as a way to showcase Tahitian culture and art to the outside world through stories and uh, the and showcase all the artisans the people who create all these arts from fresh friends Polynesia across the region and the broadcast is devoted to art and reach art and creativity in French Polynesia in this podcast she that she co-hosts with her husband also talk about environmental issues in the region the 
the core, the heart of her work um, is to showcase the stories that could captivate the ears and the heart of this young, the younger generation and also to motivate them, not only to learn about their culture, but also to empower them to make a difference in their own lives and in, in their community. The second podcast, um, that's the first Polynesian language podcast devoted to Polynesian myths and languages that was created during the COVID long lockdown and to thus in COVID-19 lockdown in French Polynesia, where she's very much um, an inspiration by her younger son to also educate the youth and children alike about their culture. So I hope you can join me and welcome Miss Meriama Bono from Papiete in Tahiti and we'll say Oyerana, Yorana, Bianfanu, Meriama. And welcome to coming to the mat. Yorana, thank you. It's a great honor for me and thank you for this presentation. Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna start with you telling your story because it's you know, as Pacific people, story is part of our lives. So I'm going to start with you. And how did you come to where you are today? Oh, it's, uh, it was a long road. <laughs> and uh, well, my mother is Tahitian and my father is Italian. So I was raised with uh, both culture, like many people in Tahiti. Yeah? I mean, and, uh, and so uh, when I was a little child, uh, my dream was to become a painter mm -hmm. and uh, and well my my father was not very pleased with that idea because you know being an artist is um, quite complicated and I can understand <laughs> that for parents it's not <laughs> the easy way yeah. and so he well he he was supportive enough to understand that I needed uh, an artistic studies and so that's how I went to France and and uh, and started studies in architecture mm -hmm. and well when I when it ends I came back to Tahiti and I I started working as an architect mm -hmm. but as it was not my dream mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well I realized when I had my first child that uh, well painting was really something I needed and that's how I came to arts mm -hmm. and uh, and so I, I devoted my, my life to culture and also well uh, when I was in Tahiti I was not very um, uh, in conscience of what, what is being a Tahitian woman it's when I went in France and I studied in Paris and then when I became a mother that I understood that um, well I had to to have more interest into my, my, my cultural life and my, um, my Tahitian roots. Mm. And also it was a, uh, an important part of my creative uh, work, mm. of my artistic work to mm. question to, and to, to, yes, to, to question uh, my roots and also uh, the part that I don't have that I missed. <laughs> um, so yes, I've been, I've been, um reading a, a whole bunch of stuff that you've done and you've, you've obviously worked with the government there for a while. Yeah. And then you switch from that to you've done a lot of events, organizing events, and I and also really helping with the rebuilding, re, uh, you know, redoing of the museum there. So tell us a little bit about that before we talk about your podcast and how that, you know, you ended up with these two amazing podcasts. Yes, well, I, uh, I am in charge of the museum in Tahiti since five years. Mm -hmm. And I came here because, uh, well, the government asked me to, um, to lead the, the rebuilding of the museum. 
which was made 14 years ago uh, and uh, and so who, who need uh, to be renovated and uh, and as mm. as I said uh, like I'm, I, I have studied architecture so well maybe they thought it was a good idea <laughs> to have a director yeah. who, who knows how how building uh, works on and uh, and also because during all long part of my life as you said I I, um, I was very involved in a lot of events because uh, because when I start painting I realized that uh, another lot of great artists in Tahiti they they needed to be exposed and so well I took in charge to organize many things and I, I, I like that I like being with other people I like feeling the energy of artists of cultural people mm -hmm. and so it was also something that the museum needed to um, you know to to be open to to, to the public, right. not just to be on our own and uh, and just focus on conservation, but also to open the museum, mm -hmm. especially to the school, and mm -hmm. so to propose a lot of activities. So it's well, the two part of my job is the renovation of the museum, which is a huge part, yeah. <laughs> taking a lot of my time, and also all the educational stuff and meeting with people and uh, trying to to make workshop for an example in the, in the museum for native people mm -hmm. and that's also a big part of what i like in fact and what i enjoy in my job is really to share with uh, tahitian people or also with french people and people who are coming to visit tahiti mm -hmm. uh, uh, this kind of research uh, uh, around our culture and heritage. Mm. You mentioned a little bit about, um, you know, something that art is always kind of a, an escape, uh, you know, when you start having kids as, as a mother. So how is that for you? Because I know I, I, a little bit, I did a little bit of art in uh, college. Uh, it's very smooth, soothing for me. You know, it's like a relaxing. So how was that um, in a sense of like being, a, you know, a new mom and you started to explore the different art um, that you were obviously an expert in, in your own style? How was that? Did you find well, that there was a connection in just giving you that peace? Yeah, well, in fact, I have three, three, three sons. Uh -huh. and, uh, and I realized not long time ago that uh, my sons were very, um, they were, each newborn was a new reborning for me too. Mm -hmm. And uh, a new way to make new decisions in my life. When I had my, my first son, as I told you, I, I realized that uh, I had to realize my dream. I had mm -hmm. to, to paint because it was what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And also, well, when I was pregnant, I had more time because I had yeah. to yeah. take care of me. Yeah. And uh, it's not something that I was used to because I'm always working a lot. I'm, 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 I think I'm an, an hyperactive person. And so, well, being <laughs> uh, having to stay home and take care of myself and think about that child who's coming, uh, was a very um, a new beginning in my life, mm. and uh, and as uh, we will talk about that uh, later for the podcast, uh, it's really linked also to my my youngest son, and uh, and yes, I think that uh, well for like for a lot of women, but men also, I think having children is uh, is also a way to to reconnect with our old childhood yeah. and what we want and what we want to share with them and how we want to educate them and what 
we want to yeah to to give them so it's uh, it's very important and it's true that even now uh well i i have uh, not enough time for painting as much as i would like mm. but painting is really my um my respiration it's uh, my yoga time my psychonics yeah. time yeah. it's something <laughs> that i need you know just to relax and to be on my own that's that's very nice so tell us a about this two podcast. So you started with the first one in 2000, end of 2019. So that yeah. was just to, to encourage language or in, in French Polynesia? Not, not for the first one. In fact, in fact the first one, I, I, um, I started listening a lot of podcasts, uh, like I, I, I think a lot of people. Mm. And, uh, you know, hearing all this story around the world, I realized that we also have in Tahiti uh, beautiful beautiful yeah. energy and that the podcast was a very good way to 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 exchange and also you know to to show to the world another image of tahitian people because we mm. all have this we yeah. all know that tahitian people have that uh, that image of you know easy people living on the beach always happy yeah. always dancing <laughs> yeah it's true but we yeah. also have another part of ourselves and uh, and as i'm very involved in culture since more than 10 years Mm. I have the chance to to know a lot of great people who are doing a lot of projects mm. and the idea was very to well to share the story of those people mm. and on all the things that we are doing do, doing for for our culture mm. so some are artists some are writers some are uh, the movie movie makers and uh, and well each one has his own um, uh, way of being Tahitian or yeah. living the Tahitian lifestyle. So, so that was the, the point for the, the first podcast. So, okay. So was that also, were you able to focus um, not just in Tahiti, but also the diaspora of uh, Tahitians who live in France? Or yes, in yes. Also, yeah, mm -hmm. of course, also from, uh, the idea is to show um, young or not so young Tahitian mm -hmm. people who are uh, involved in culture or in, um, in uh, the other part it's made by my husband mm -hmm. who is uh, working on uh, clean energy mm -hmm. and uh, and so he's he's him he's more talking about the uh, environmental uh, mm -hmm. uh, issue mm -hmm. and my part is more cultural but the way is the 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 important for us is to show how Polynesian in Tahiti or in France or in other country mm -hmm. you know are living and and also to uh, somehow most of them are example also mm -hmm. for the young people mm -hmm. because you know for some of them in Tahiti they think that they are away from everything and that nobody cares mm -hmm. about whatever they're doing or wishing and that's also a way to show to the youngest one that uh, if they have a dream, they can they can make it, they can do it. Okay. Just they have to work for it and they have mm. to not be afraid. And mm. it's not just because we are small islands in the Pacific mm. that we cannot uh, well do big things or things that are important for us. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So there is also like a uh, a network of connection that you're building yeah. but at the same time you have uh, you know looking at indigenous way of sustainability obviously from your husband yes. that's very yeah. nice and then connecting to the youth and encouraging them to connect but also inspire them for what they can do now yeah. that's that's okay. really nice so how big is that i mean how 
uh, in terms of like your um, how much of the uh, of uh, you know people how many people do they listen to to your podcast? Does it go? I'm not very good with numbers, but uh, so in English it would be uh, thirteen thousand. Oh, that's a listening. With yeah, all. very nice. Very, yeah, very well, nice. that's well for a little television podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, well, we are very pleased to to yeah. see that we have people from Canada listening yes. to us. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they are French speakers. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, in mm-hmm. France, mm-hmm. Uh, but also in uh, in Mexico. Oh, uh, okay. yeah because you know we have uh, we, oh, we have connection a, with, a lot of uh, dancers yeah uh, traditional dancer dancer yeah. from Tahiti and well the the Mexican they are they love the Tahitian dance so yeah. that's also why I think why they are listening to the podcast and it's quite yeah interesting mm. I mean, like for you to to realize that people all around the world can yeah hear us and, yeah. and share things with us and that's that's amazing and that's the good I think also it's um, um, maybe you notice that I'm very involved in more, since more than 10 years in a, in a documentary festival which is called the FIFO yes and the purpose of this festival is to share the indigenous stories uh, to documentaries so the mm. idea show that we can talk about ourselves we have to talk about ourselves and uh, and I think for podcasts it's the same it's the mm. incredible uh, power that mm. we can we can we can have our own voice and we can talk yeah. to the world writing yeah. stories you know because I'm trying to do that on the podcast uh, or coming to the mat and I thought about ideas of how, what to name you know and I thought well mat uh, mat seems to be the connections you know whenever we sit down to eat or we have friends over we can we bring up the mat and sit on the on the mat and talk so um it's just to <clears throat> rewrite you know um so that we can rewrite our own stories and tell our stories so I, I think that's a beautiful thing of course um one way to <clears throat> to tell the stories is using the social media platform but i think for broadcasts it's just beautiful because you can hear in the united states you know people travel a lot you can just plug it in and listen to it while you drive um and i often have you know my earpiece on and i'm doing something and i listen to it and i absolutely love it it's and, and bringing you almost feel like you're home you know and those who are living outside of the Pacific, it draws them back to their home. So do you, what kind of comments do you get from, from your broadcasts? Well, most of the people are, well, which are listening to the podcast are people who want to come to Tahiti or who knows Tahiti or who are Tahitians. And well, the, mm-hmm. the comments I, I prefer, of course, is when we have young people telling us uh, how how cool it was to listen to mm-hmm. to, to someone that they, they thought was inaccessible for them mm-hmm. um, because I when I came back to, to Tahiti and I, I was questioning myself mm-hmm. and about my culture mm-hmm. uh, it's and still that's that's still the, the case now but it was very hard to find information if you didn't know the good people to tell you the stories or to give you the the 
well, the historical fact or things like that was very difficult. Oh, of course, you can have books, but books were uh, very expensive and yeah. not so accessible. So mm -hmm. having this podcast or being involved in the documentary mm -hmm. is also a way to, you know, to share with young people uh, or not, as I said, not so young people, but share with the others uh, knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important because that's... Um, how we are going to to build a more well uh, interesting society not yeah. you know being just individuals but helping each other to find to to search uh, answers yeah yeah and knowing more of who you are yeah um, and going back into your roots and so when you say it's hard to find um information is that because people don't want to share it or is just the, the way that you go around because there's so many well you have two 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 parts first of course it's because all um, our older people uh, okay. uh they didn't want to share for many reasons hmm. sometimes because uh well they nobody was listening to them so at there was a moment they don't want to talk anymore mm. or uh, also because um well you have to know people and you have to like but that's something i think it's common to all the pacific way yeah. that you have to you know to take time to listen to the <laughs> yes drink coffee sit yeah. down yeah take time. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes when you're young you want the faster yes. <laughs> the fast way so, so many particles that you have to go yeah. through <laughs> all, all the people from the pacific they know what i'm talking about you know yes. and so of course we have to pay respect and mm. to to wait uh, for the good moment to to have the information, but mm. true that for it's true that people are well dying or knowledge yeah. is disappearing. So it's important to keep it. Yes, and that's yeah. why I, I, I think that uh, making documentaries or making podcasts or giving the you know it, it, it gives us the opportunity to to keep these these words but also to share them with a lot of people, not just with, with sing, one single person. And, do, you, uh, mm -hmm. do you find with your second podcast, um, that's focused more towards kids? Yeah. I love that. And so what do you call that second podcast? Well, it's Pro Tama. It's, oh, uh, it's uh, stories for kids in Tahitian. Okay. Yeah. And, and so who tells the story? I'm telling the stories, but... Uh -huh. um, it's stories that uh, I've uh, rewritten, you, you say that in English, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, from a traditional book, which is called uh, Ancient Tahiti, mm -hmm. uh, which was published in the, uh, in the 13th of the past years. Secretary mm -hmm. uh, in Hawaii. It was oh. first published in, uh, in English and then in French, and mm -hmm. it's um, oral tradition. Uh, which was uh, first in Tahitian and then translate in English and then from English to French. Yeah, is, in this nice. book we yeah. in this book we have some of the ancient uh, ancient uh, things, songs mm. excuse me songs uh, mm. of the past, mm -hmm. and uh, and so it's all the stories about our gods and how the world was created for ancient Polynesians. So we speak the. The, the stories are speaking of Ta Taroa, which is one of the most important uh, 
uh, gods in, uh, in Pacific, because mm. he is known in Tahiti and French Polynesia, but also mm. if you're speaking to Maori people or yeah. to Hawaiian people, they know who, who is Taharoa. You have the Maui, of course. Mm. Everybody knows about Maui now. <laughs> <laughs> I think a little bit and was to so my my youngest son mm. he's listening a lot of podcasts but was French podcasts and so he he was uh, learning all the French stories uh, traditional typical stories from French and uh, from from France and my husband told me to it's a shame that he he has nothing with Tahitian stories. He, he must learn the, the stories of his country. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a, a long journey before I accept to do this podcast because, you know, these, those, those words, they are sacred for Tahitian people. And I didn't want to interfere or to um, give the impression that I was taking something, something very cultural and something very deep. Mm. Uh, to you know send it to the world yes so, uh, <laughs> that's true that's true i understand that <laughs> and, and and i had a lot of a lot of discussion with my husband because um, yeah he was very supportive of that and saying that we we have to share for our kid but for all the kids in french polynesia mm. uh, the story their own stories that they have to learn because mm. this book uh ancient tahiti is published but it's not very well known and well used in tahiti so it was important to you know and so i rewrite the stories mm. because they are very long and sometimes very not accessible for kids um so i just i i keep the, the main mm -hmm. uh, the main story but just i i, I make it shorter mm -hmm. and uh, well i use words that kids of nine and ten years uh, nice. can understand mm -hmm. so this podcast was first in french mm -hmm. And now we are editing because a lot of uh, Polynesians ask us to do it yes. in Tahitian. I was going to say that. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> and now it's in Tahitian. Oh, wow. But it was very difficult for us. It took us a long time to mm -hmm. make it in Tahitian too because I had to find the, wrong, the right persons mm -hmm. to make the translation and also to read the story. Right, so, right. So we made the three, three episodes in Tahitian. Mm. And we hope that we are going to to make more uh, in our native language. Yeah. So and so we... yes, it's very linked to to my kids. I told you. I realized mm. when I I opened this podcast that uh, all the things new things I'm doing are very linked with uh, with my kids and with what I want to share with them. Mm. And so with other other kids too. Yeah. So do, is it because, um, you know, you, you talk about the people wanting you to translate that to Tahitian. Um, was it because some of them are finding it hard in French or is it they just feel like it's much better if it's... I think mo most of the people are speaking in French first uh, in Tahiti, oh. but to do that as it's our uh, own stories, mm. uh, it has to be in our own language. Okay. The difficulty is that, unfortunately, most of the kids are not speaking Tahitian anymore or not enough Tahitian. Mm. And it's true that uh, doing this podcast in Tahitian is a way to encourage uh, our people to, to speak in, in Tahitian and to practice the language. I have to say, I, I'm not speaking in Tahitian to my kids because uh, <laughs> my mother didn't speak in Tahitian to me like many Tahitian mm. people. So uh, 
uh, uh, I'm always, and that the same uh, thing I'm doing, I'm trying to do in, in the museum. If we don't speak now Tahitian, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. because of our past. It's yeah. a clue of our history. So we can do nothing about the past, but we can do everything about the future. Yes. So if we want things to change, we have mm. to change it. And so uh, making a podcast in Tahitian is a way to say to our kids, it is, it is important and you can, you can learn your own story in Tahitian. So now the, you have it in French or in Tahitian mm. that you can practice the two. Very, very nice. So do you have people who come and tr do translation, obviously, for the... Yeah. For the okay. Yeah. And then do you have uh, like a, tr a story time at the museum where the kids can come and, and listen to it from uh, all... Um, not for the moment because we are in rebuilding, but when we are going to open the, the new uh, big room, mm. the big area, we are going to have yet these stories in Tahitian in the, in the museum. Oh, that would be very nice. Yeah. So you have your you have your plate full. You are doing a lot of things at <laughs> one time. That's a lot. Yeah, but all is connected somehow. Yes. It's, um, it's sure that being in the museum and so um, building a, it's it's something very uh, specific to rebuild a museum because you're not just uh, it's not just a building. It's it's also what we want to share about Polynesian culture, yeah. what we want to share with the people of this country. Yes. And uh, and so it's a lot of questions, a lot of uh, energy that you have to give to the others, mm -hmm. but also it's it's a privilege. Mm -hmm. so, so, so well, everything is connected. <laughs> so I have to ask you this, as a, as a woman director for, you know, uh, an organization like the the museum uh, do you find that your husband helps you look because you know i think that because yeah, we're, you know, <laughs> we're in a circle of I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't do all that without him yeah and that's also when you know when uh, people are asking me but how can you do uh, being a director being involved in a documentary festival uh, painting having kids and i said well i have a great husband oh that's <laughs> yes <laughs> I always ask that question because it seems like all of us are doing so many, many things. We have, yeah, we do have good support. You have yeah. to. But you know, my, my husband is the producer of the, of the podcast. Oh, it's, well, my yeah. husband is too. <laughs> so you see, <laughs> you know how. how we can yes. do. <laughs> I just tell him, okay, I need this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so, I'm so glad. So, can you give us a, a typical day? What is like to work in the museum there? Oh uh, well, there is no typical day, but <laughs> <laughs> there is but, some typical typical weeks. Okay. Uh, well, at this precise moment, uh, the big part of my day are in the uh, the buildings because we have many mm. decisions to to take, and usually I'm I'm uh, in at the office quite early because. Uh, our scenograph, scenograph, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, is in Paris, oh, and mm -hmm. some of the yes, the, the the people I'm working with, especially mm -hmm. for the example for the mediation, mm -hmm. all the people who are going to to make the movies and those things that we are going to have in the in the room are in Paris. Okay. Uh, so I have to make a, well, Zoom or Skype or whatever calls <laughs> with, uh, with Paris. So it's quite early in the morning for me. 
yeah. and, uh, and in the evening for them. So, yeah. uh, so I start very early, and then well, I have to also uh, well as all manager uh, manage my. my my staff and uh, I, I have to say we are a very small uh, staff but with people we are very passionate mm. and uh, for most of them they are working in this museum since it's more than 12 years or mm. 20 years so uh, so the museum is their home mm. and also it's family and it's they are proud to be in this museum so it's very um, nice for me to work with people who are involved in what they are doing Mm. and uh, and and that's it so after that you know you have all the things about budget and administration <laughs> and all this yeah. well that's not that very uh, uh funny things that you have to do but they are necessary so so i, I do I do a lot of that mm. and also i have the pleasure to um sometimes uh, like we just open one uh, we are making also temporary uh, exhibitions Mm. Uh, and those I like the most are those who are dedicated to artists, painters, or sculptors. So, uh, so we are also have this kind of things. Mm -hmm. And this weekend, we have in the garden of the museum a big event with workshop for kids and a concert and all this. Everything is going to be free, so we are going to have a lot of people. And of course, that's a lot of work for us. <laughs> so this is, is that part of the Christmas festivities, uh, or well, no, it's a new it's a new event, but um, because we we had the chance to the museum is in the big park mm -hmm. uh, so it's a very large place uh, where the families enjoy coming wow. and it's just near the sea so it's very mm -hmm. nice to it's a very very nice place mm -hmm. and uh, and we are trying one or two times a year to make big events in mm -hmm. our garden mm -hmm. uh, which are free to mm -hmm. encourage people and especially Tahitian people mm -hmm. to come to the museum and to give them uh, activities, cultural activities with mm -hmm. the kids. So uh, we couldn't do that since two years because like every part of the world, like the rest of the world, we have the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it will be the first big event since, uh, since, uh, since two years. So uh, Well, I'm glad that we talked because now everybody knows how busy you have been. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just a little island in the middle of nowhere. There's been things that have been happening. Yeah, well, a lot of I have to say that a lot mm. of things are happening in Tahiti. We are mm. making a lot of events, mm. and people who are coming here don't realize this because most of the times they are just going to the beach yeah. and they don't see that, <laughs> that uh, if you come in the museum or all the other cultural center you have in Tahiti, we are always doing things. And most of the time we are trying because it's it's uh, it's those events are made by the government, so most of the time it's free. Mm. So, uh, mm. well, so it's quite nice. Yeah. So for those who are listening, if you ever go to Tahiti for vacation, do visit. Yeah, the come museum. to the museum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the we have a website. And it's in English, so you can go and have all the information. There you go. You hear that? So you need to visit the museum and visit the cultural activities that are happening. They've got events that are happening. They've got a big new events that's happening this week. Yeah. 
Um, is it this weekend or? This weekend, this weekend, it's on Friday, Saturday and, and Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So during the journey, we uh, during the day, excuse me, we, we are going to have workshop mm -hmm. where people can paint or, uh, and, or making hand, handcraft too. Mm -hmm traditional handcraft and uh, and sculpture too mm. and uh, and and learn uh, and dance also we, can, we are going to have hip hop or oritaiti the traditional dance so yeah, uh, yeah a lot of workshop yeah. and at night we are going to make concerts Mm -hmm. And uh, well, the place is very nice because, as I said, it's by the sea, so uh, and the moon is rising, so it's going to be very poetic. And, and so she's killing me because I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the cold. It's cold. Yeah, excuse me, it's going to be hot too. <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'm so happy that we can we can talk and you know people can learn more about your work. Um, yeah. And it's always good to showcase our women in the Pacific and what work they're doing. Um, and you are obviously doing a huge job. Um, yes. So my, my hat up to, out to you for an amazing uh, work that you're doing. And for those who are wanting to learn more about the museum, go to the website. It's also in English. There's a translation for that. Um, and also listen to the podcast. She, they have two podcasts that uh, has been produced and you can follow them as well on their website. And we'll be sure to have that up as well on um, when we put the production up uh, on on our website, yes, and, and one of our project is also to develop uh, the stories for kids in in English. Oh, now that's yes, gonna be amazing. Yes, yes, also because we we thought about the fact that, uh, as I said, those stories are shared with the other countries of the Pacific. Mm -hmm. Maui, as I said, is known everywhere in the Pacific, but yes. also the other gods. So we thought it's quite interesting also to have the Tahitian version of those stories mm -hmm. and to share them. So I hope in, uh, in uh, 2022, uh, you, you, you will have the stories in English too. Yeah, that would be very nice. That would be very nice indeed. So uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to those who are listening? Um, if they're about, you know, maybe understand more about Tahitian culture, um, what, are, what are some of the things that they, especially young people, you know, a message to the young people, but who they are well, as the Tahitians. And yeah, well, I, I think that all the, the young people in the Pacific mm. uh, sometimes feel the, have this impression that they are, as I said, all alone and lost in the Pacific and, and you know, not in connection with the other words, but uh, I, I learned from all the, the voyages and the, the the opportunity that I have to travel that uh, we have a lot of gifts to the world and uh, we just don't it's important that we don't just submit the thing but that very we share our vision of the world mm -hmm. because um, I think well, that we have a special way to connect with nature and also with people mm -hmm. and uh, and it's important that we keep this way of thinking and this behavior and so, uh, well, you have to be proud of what you are and you have to be proud of being uh, part of the Pacific because it's very a special way to, to be and to act. And so, well, and everything is possible. Yes. And realize your dream. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to the mat. Uh, 
podcast is created and produced by Melanesian Women Today, a non-profit organization. Please visit our website at www.melanesianwomentoday.org. That is all one word. Melanesian Women Today envisions a Pacific region where every woman, girl, and child in their respective communities in Melanesia lives a productive, healthy, and fulfilling life. We are on a mission to improve the well-being and quality of lives and also to promote and improve leadership in women and girls in their communities. Please consider making a donation today on our website to support our work. Thank you for your support.